What is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. On today's show, the NFL Draft is tonight. How many guys will hear their name called in the first round? We'll run through who is expected to go. Also, we'll catch up with Texas A&M tight end Jalen Watermeyer as he prepares to hear his name called sometime this weekend in the draft. And we'll also talk with former NFL quarterback Sean King, working with VSIN out in Vegas. We'll get his thoughts on Trayvon Walker, who is expected to go possibly number one overall. Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start with the NFL draft. Coming up tonight in Las Vegas, the first round, Commissioner Roger Goodell stepping to the podium, and we are expected to hear a bunch of SEC names drafted in the first round. I know that sounds shocking to you, but it happens every year. NFL.com analyst Peter Schrager, he put out his updated round one mock draft recently. He's projecting 10 SEC guys to go in the first round. Could be more. I don't think it'll be less than that. But in his mock, he's got Trayvon Walker from Georgia going number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Down at number five, he's got Charles Cross from Mississippi State. The offensive lineman Evan Neal from Alabama going eighth overall to the Falcons. He's got Derek Stingley Jr., the LSU DB, going ninth to the Seahawks. Jamison Williams coming off that injury from Alabama. He has him going 10th overall to the Jets. Then around the middle of the draft, he's got Traylon Burks from Arkansas going 17th overall to the Chargers. Jordan Davis, big D lineman from Georgia, going 19th to the Saints. And then the back end of the first round, he's got 20, the 26th pick, Kenyon Green, going to the Tennessee Titans. Of course, the Texas A&M offensive lineman. Devontae Wyatt, the D, uh, Georgia defensive lineman, going 28th overall to the Packers. And Matt Corral, he has sneaking in with pick 32 to the Detroit Lions, uh, the Ole Miss quarterback. I would assume they're training up to go get their quarterback of the future. Now, some names of note that are left off to, off here. N'Kobe Dean, who was going to be present in Las Vegas for the draft. Friend of the show, we had him on the show just last week. There are some people who think he could slide to the second round. It would be very disappointing to uh, see N'Kobe Dean slide there. I, d- I have heard uh, or seen some mock drafts that have George Pickens from Georgia sneaking in in the back end of the first if there's a run on a bunch of wide receivers. Um, and then one other note, I did hear some rumblings that Derek Stingley Jr. drawing a lot of interest from the Texans at number three overall. So, man, this is crazy how this thing has played out. Some of those early mock drafts in January have Stingley fall into the middle of the first round. And now, after his impressive showing at his pro day a few weeks ago, seems like a lot of people have him back in the top 10. But again, uh, some knock drafts thinking he could go third overall. 
uh, which would be very impressive. But we'll see. We'll recap it all once uh, we get through the NFL draft, but expect a lot of SEC guys to go once again in the first round, as they typically do. And we'll recap that all for you. Some other football notes going on around the SEC. A couple of Ole Miss safeties are hitting the transfer portal. That, according to Matt Zenitz of On3 Sports, Jordan Jernigan and Jalen Denton both entering their names into the portal. Jernigan was a wide receiver his first three years at Ole Miss. was listed as a safety on their spring roster coming into this year. Uh, Denton was a walk-on, played in 10 games over the past two seasons for the Rebels. So we'll see where those guys end up. Over at Auburn, meanwhile, uh, Marquise Robinson, defensive lineman, he's entered his name into the transfer portal, uh, or had entered his name into the transfer portal. But on Wednesday, he announced that... uh, He's staying. So uh, he decided to enter his name into the transfer portal earlier this season, but uh, he had a change of heart. He will remain at Auburn. He was a four-star recruit in their 2021 recruiting class. Played against Georgia last season, recorded a tackle for a loss. Meanwhile, over at Kentucky, spring practices are over, and the coaching staff kind of looking to the portal to see where they can upgrade on Wednesday. Kentucky... Got a commitment from a transfer DB from Division II, Jordan Robinson. Committed to Appalachian State after starting his career at Livingston College in North Carolina. But on Wednesday, he revealed on Twitter he is heading to Lexington instead. Robinson had 13 tackles, a pass breakup, and an interception last season. Over at Tennessee, Josh Heupel doing the same thing, looking at the transfer portal. We'll see... uh, if they're able to add any other names. But on Wednesday, it was reported that former four-star recruit Julian Nixon, a tight end, had decided to enter his name into the transfer portal. He was a four-star wide receiver in the 2021 class, but switched to tight end, did not record any stats in the 2021 season. Over at South Carolina, the Gamecocks, they've brought in a lot of guys through their transfer portal this week. They added another player to the mix in tight end Nate Atkins, of Eastern Tennessee State. He recorded 33 catches for 350 yards and a touchdown last season. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly adding a familiar name to the LSU staff and former 1,000-yard running back Nick Brissett. He uh, announced on Twitter, he said, I am excited to join Brian Kelly's staff as the Director of Alumni Relations and High School Outreach. It's been a dream of mine to come back and work where it all started. So Nick Brissett joining the uh, front office there at LSU. Over at Georgia, Adam Anderson is a name that Georgia fans, you loved him what he did on the football field, but not so much off the field as he has officially been indicted by a jury, uh, Georgia grand jury uh, being charged with raping a 21-year-old woman in a house in Athens back in October. He was once considered a potential first-round pick in this draft, but uh, he had an arraignment uh, scheduled on June 13th. He was arrested back in November and was released on bond. According to an incident report, a 21-year-old woman said she woke up with Anderson uh, next to her after uh, having relations. So we will see what happens there. But uh, Adam Anderson, just a rough story coming out of, uh, you know, a guy that, a lot of people had high expectations for him. But um, we'll see what happens there. 
That is the latest going on around the conference. When we return, we are going to catch up with former Texas A&M tight end Jalen Watermeyers. He's preparing to hear his name called in this year's NFL draft. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. A quick reminder, when you're looking at the NFL draft or you're looking at uh, NBA playoffs, you're looking at Major League Baseball scores, whatever it is, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports informational needs. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including those odds on the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball lines, whatever it is, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, eSports. They even have future bets on or future odds on Heisman, odds for next college football season. They got it all for you there at betonline.net. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn about all the trends and action they have going on there for you. Betonline.net. Bookmark it in your phone. Definitely a website you want to visit every single day. And don't forget, BetOnline, it is where the game starts. here locked on sec thank you guys again for making locked on sec your first listen every day as we've been talking a lot about the nfl draft we've had a couple guys join us who are preparing for the next level including nicobe dean who joins us joined us a week ago and now we catch up with texas a&m tight end jalen watermeyer who is hoping to hear his name called sooner rather than later and he joins us now jalen what's going on man how are you I'm good. How about yourselves? We're good, man. Um, certainly crazy this time of year. I know you're very busy getting ready for the NFL draft. Talk to me about uh, when you first got to campus at, at Texas A&M. I knew you were a guy who was thrust into it a little bit early with some playing time for the Aggies. Uh, what was that like, being thrust into uh, into playing action so quickly in your uh, college career? Yeah, so uh, coming in, you know, I came in with the number one recruit out in the country, Baylor Cup, and I was um, – getting ready to uh, start behind him. And then he got hurt uh, towards the end of fall camp, right before the season started. And I was like, you know what? And then my coach looked at me, and he was like, hey, you got to be ready to go. So I, those two weeks preparing for it, I prepared my tail off, man. I was just working, 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 getting ready. And, you know, the first two games, the first game was pretty much getting my feet wet, you know, it was against, um, I want to say, Texas State. Uh, then the second game was number one, Clemson. And so, yeah, throwing right into the fire, you know. And um, as the game went along, I got more acclimated with it. But um, I just started to get more and more comfortable as the season went on. And this, the game started to slow down for me. And I started to make catches and plays. And I was like, okay, I can play in this league. Talking with uh, Jalen Watermeyer. Jalen, I know you were hoping to, you know, you were very productive this year. Don't get me wrong. But I know you were hoping, man, this is going to be a, a, a monster productive year. We just had the fantastic year with A&M. And then, you know, this year everything was set up for you guys. And then the quarterback injury happens. And, you know, Zach's kind of thrown into the fire. I guess how difficult was it going from Haynes to Zach and just having to be, you know, at least on the same page with a quarterback that was kind of, you know, like we said, thrown into the fire? Yeah, so pretty much, yeah, that that stuff matters a lot. And um, I did, I got into spring spring ball, so I didn't I didn't participate in spring ball, so I didn't have a lot of preparation going into the season other than fall camp in terms of with Haynes and then Zach. And uh, when I was getting ready for fall camp, I was just 
getting thrown from throws from Zach. I mean, from Haynes King, from Haynes King, and then Haynes King gets hurt, so Zach gets thrown into the fire, you know. And he did he did a really well job for coming in out of nowhere and coming in and making his name known, you know. But me and me and Zach sometimes we're on the same we're on the same page. When we were, we made plays. When we weren't, we didn't. Um, I had a couple of drops this season, which is uh, not acceptable on my part. But yeah, uh, we definitely had high expectations going into the season, you know. Um, we after losing to Arkansas and Mississippi State home, um, it was kind of a letdown. And then number one Alabama coming into Kyle Field, we 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 know we had to turn up for this game, and we ended up beating them. And going on the road, we lost Ole Miss and LSU, and those were hard losses, you know. But um, we definitely got some young guys in playing and stuff like that. And um, me, Isaiah, and I—I I mean, me, Isaiah, Kenyon Green, Marvel, yeah, we're just getting we're just getting the rest of our days in before we because we knew we were going to the league sooner or later. Talking with uh, Jalen Watermeyer, former Texas A&M uh, tight end. He's prepared for the next level. Uh, uh, Jalen, uh, how difficult of a decision was it to leave early, especially when you talk about NIL deals and all that kind of stuff going around? Because, you know, guys are getting paid well to stay in school by, uh, you know, sponsors and NIL deals and all that. But how difficult of a decision was it to, to leave early? Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a uh, easy decision at all going into it, well, whether the money or not. With NIL, definitely helped me getting ready for the league in terms of money wise and getting financial advisor and um, saving money and stuff like that. So it definitely uh, helped me a lot. But um, yeah, no, it, it took it took me a little bit of uh, deep digging whether I'm ready for the league or not. And I went through my tape, you know, I went through eight, my agent, I went through my family, and went through my friends, and I was like, yeah, uh, I think I'm ready for this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I do want to bring up, Jalen, obviously, you know, A&M, you guys had your pro day a couple weeks ago, and it, it seemed like nobody was really happy with, with the, the pro day numbers. I don't know if the track, uh, the field, you know, the grass was just not running well that day or what it was going on, but what did you make of uh, your day at the pro day, and, and what would you have liked to have done better? Um, well, yeah, going into it, you know, I had a I trained those two days hard before going into the pro day. I should have took my recovery a little bit more seriously going into the pro day because when I got to the pro day, my legs were heavy and my back was tight, you know, and uh, I jumped the broad, jumped in the, I the nine one, which is, uh, it's okay. And then, uh, when the vertical came, my back locked and locked up and uh, my back was tight. And then I tried to push through it with the 40 and uh, 40, my 40 was bad after that. And I was like, you know what? It's time for me just to uh, skip the three-cone drills, skip the shuttle, and just get ready in an hour and a half. I got these routes to run. And the routes, the routes went really well. You know, I definitely showed them my versatility when it comes to running receiver routes, tight end routes, catching the ball, and getting yak. So, um, yeah, I, did, I think I did. The end, the end of it went pretty well. The beginning, I didn't, I didn't get what I wanted to get out of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, honestly, just turn on the tape and look at my tape, and y'all can judge off that because, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Talking with uh, Jalen Watermeyer here, uh, Texas A&M tight end. Uh, Jalen, what are you looking forward to uh, most, I guess, to take your game to the next level? Is it maybe you know getting some advice from some of those big names, uh, the guys who are the greats currently already doing it? Yeah, well, first, I'm definitely going to be watching the draft for my home my family. I'm looking forward to that, seeing all my family together and uh, spending this big moment with me. With, uh, with me. And, um family and friends, and then I'm definitely, when I get to the league, I definitely want to reach out to the, the Kelsey and the Kittle and the Waller because I want, to, I want to be able to, I like to pick um, the brains of different athletes, and I, I want to pick things off of different people. Like, I want to run, I want to be able to beat people in man coverage like Darren Waller, and I want to be able to pick out zones that I can sit in and 
catch the ball and get yak like Travis Kelsey. And I also wanted to have the aggressiveness and the power to block and dominate somebody in the running game like uh, George Kittle, you know. And um, I definitely want to pick pick their, those three guys' brains uh, particular just so I can uh, be the best athlete and be the best I can be by getting the knowledge from them. Talking with uh, Texas A&M tight end Jalen Watermeyer heading to the NFL draft. I do want to get your thoughts, Jalen, on, on this A&M team and the pieces they do have coming back because, man, they killed it in the recruiting uh, rankings. I mean, the historic number mm-hmm. one recruiting class. And they do have a lot of pieces coming coming back with A. Shane at running back and all these different pieces. I guess just your thoughts on the Aggie team you're leaving. I mean, they're, they're considered by some as a preseason top five team and have a chance to possibly make the playoff and win it all. Oh, yeah, I definitely believe it. And I've been watching the spring practices and the spring games, man. Guy Evan Stewart's a beast. Uh, guy Bobby Taylor's a beast. Um, the guy Avery Hughes a beast. Uh, Haynes, Haynes looking good. Max Johnson and uh, the both the Johnson brothers are looking really well. A nice a Smith is looking real, uh, really well, of course. A-Chain's coming back. You already know what he can do. Um, Blake Smith, tight end, he's looking really good as well. So I'm, uh, And then we got my guy from Dickinson, um, where I'm from. Uh, Donovan Green coming in as well, so I can't wait to see what they do this season. I feel like their offense is going to be very powerful, and then you got their defensive side. You already know what their defense can do. Their defense is uh, looking better and better every practice, and in the game they look really good. So I'm definitely excited to see how the uh, A&M, uh, A&M goes, and I'll definitely have to get back to a game uh, sometime during this season, uh, probably a bye week or something. Jalen Watermeyer, thanks so much for the time, man. really appreciate it. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. All right, there you go. That's uh, Jalen Watermeyer, tight end for Texas A&M, who is preparing to hear his name called in the NFL draft this weekend. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit with Sean King, former NFL quarterback, get his thoughts on Trayvon Walker, who's going to go or expected to go perhaps number one, number two, number three overall in the NFL draft tonight. That is coming your way next. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, and uh, been fun to catch up with some guys uh, leading up to the NFL Draft and getting their thoughts on what to expect. And one guy who's been there, done that, is a guy who uh, won a Super Bowl in the NFL and uh, certainly has a lot of experience when it comes to uh, quarterbacks and watching everything in the NFL, and that is Sean King, now working with the VSIN Network over in Las Vegas. They're going to have tons of... uh, draft coverage and all that down in Las Vegas. But, uh, Sean, welcome in, man. Uh, what's going on? How are you? And are you are you ready for the draft? Man, I am excellent. I am so excited. Well, we are too, man, and uh, appreciate you uh, joining us. But let's start here. Obviously, we, we cover the SEC. There's a lot of SEC guys expected to go uh, high in this draft. Uh, what are you thinking? What are you feeling on you know when I when I say the number one pick in the draft, what are you feeling right now on on who that's going to be? Well, I think it's going to be Trayvon Walker, and uh, if I was Trent Balky, that's who I would select simply because I, I feel like when you got the number one pick, guys, you're trying to hit a home run. You're not trying to hit a double. Like, like you're trying to to make a selection of somebody that's transcendent in certain areas, that's elite in multiple areas, that you can project as, 
you know, if everything goes perfect, a Hall of Fame caliber talent. And, you know, I just think that's what Trayvon Walker is. You don't find guys that big, that long, that athletic, that straight line fast, that change of direction, you know, and still be extremely physical at the point of attack. So, you know, to me, I think it's going to be Trayvon Walker. I don't think the Jaguars have made the decision. I think they're still deciding. But I think ultimately it's going to, it's going to be Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Sean, I, I take your expertise a little bit more than, than others when it comes to quarterbacks because you've been there, you've done that in the NFL, and you know what it takes to play at a high level at, at quarterback in the NFL. And uh, your one of your opinions caught my ear a couple of days ago listening to one of your shows on VSIN, and you said that, that there, you're not a big fan of a lot of the quarterbacks in this draft, but the one guy that you are a fan of is Sam Howell, who's kind of the forgotten guy from North Carolina. So I guess spell it out a little bit for our listeners. What is it about the quarterbacks in this draft that maybe you don't like, and what is it you do like about Sam Howell above others? Well, let me first of all say this. I don't have a first-round grade on any of the quarterbacks. And to put context on that, I think if you take a quarterback in the first round, he should be a guy that you feel can play relatively quickly and play relatively quickly at a winning level. Anybody that I think you need to develop, that you have to sit for a year or two, somebody that you think eventually down the road is going to be really good, I don't look at that as a first-round draft pick. I think Sam Howell is the best quarterback in this draft. I know Sam Howell is the best quarterback in this draft. I have no illusions that he will be the first one selected, though. And the reason I like Sam is you look at a collection of guys, none of them really did it more than one year except Sam. I mean, if you look at Kenny Pickett, 42 touchdowns in 2021, but he played the four years before that and only threw 36 total. You know, Matt Corral winning games at Ole Miss, not really statistically productive. Desmond Ritter, majority of his production – is in the last year. I mean, coming into that year, he'd never thrown more than 20 touchdown passes, never thrown for more than 2,400 yards. If you just go strictly based on consistent production, that alone makes Sam Howell the number one quarterback in this class. But I don't think the stats tell the whole story. So for me, it's about pocket awareness, pocket presence. He has the best deep ball location. He's the guy that when he had NFL-caliber guys around him, Michael Carter, Javante Williams, Dami Brown, he was phenomenal at North Carolina. People forget that North Carolina was picked by a lot of people to be a top-five program and Sam to actually win the Heisman coming into the season. But they lost a whole lot of production. You know, the thing that really sold me on him, guys, and I don't mean to get long-winded, was in an era where guys are opting out and entering the transfer portal. Sam never complained this year. He just showed up and gave it everything he had. He even played in the Daisy uh, Mayonnaise Bowl with his guys. And that tells me so much about his character and his belief in teamwork and doing things the right way. So, you know, for me, he's the unquestioned guy at number one. Sean, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I appreciate it. And y'all have a great day, fellas. All right. That's uh, Sean King. Of VSIN. Uh, sorry to cut it short there, but uh, appreciate him joining us uh, and giving his thoughts on Trayvon Walker, who could be number one in the draft. All right, we're going to recap all the action that happens in the NFL draft on Locked on SEC. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure uh, you're making us your first listen every day. And of course, 
You can make your second listen. You can go check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker. They're bringing the NFL Draft to life with inside analysis on all the prospects ahead of tonight's draft and this weekend's draft. So make sure you're subscribed and listening to them. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We'll be back soon talking all things SEC.